0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, From Sam Hardiman over at the Daily Memphian, he was texting with Richard Smith this morning. Have you been following this saga? So I have, I would say I'm not like dialed in on reading every single update. Right. But yes, I, I, I will update the people. So today is the day when the city council is supposed to vote to transfer uh, ownership of the Liberty Bowl to the University of Memphis, Now mind you, it isn't final, Sam tells me these things until then next week, or two weeks or whatever the hell it is, the minutes are approved, okay? okay? So the minutes from today's meeting have to be approved. but the vote is today at the at the, at the main city council meeting today, which begins at three thirty, to transfer the Liberty Bowl to the university of Memphis and um and and honestly most folks thought that and still think it will probably go through but thought it would go through without that much of a hitch then yesterday a uh, vice chairman of city council JB Smiley introduced a resolution uh, uh that makes the ownership transfer contingent on the city of Memphis receiving board seats at the U of M's Auxiliary Services Foundation. So this basically saying, listen, if we give you this stadium, we're going to have to have seats on the board that run the stadium. And the University of Memphis responded and said that's not possible. Partly because our bylaws don't make that possible. We're not allowed to expand the board. We're like we're not. Or the 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 structure doesn't allow for that. Uh, we're certainly willing to take your input, whatever else. But yes, we can't do that. And so that resolution um, could be voted on. J.B. Smiley's resolution could be voted on today in committee. The committee meeting is at 1030 and then the full meeting is at 330. Um, or it could be pulled. His resolution could be pulled. And so Sam was um, in contact with Richard Smith. Of course, FedEx is Richard Smith, uh, son of Fred and it's the Smith family that's giving the fifty million dollars to make all of this possible. And some of the things he said, you can read the story at the Daily Memphis and I have tweeted it out. Um, uh, as a clear condition we put into our challenge gift, meaning that ownership be transferred, it would have to be reevaluated by all parties and would put the bigger, overarching deal in jeopardy, is what he said. Um, he further said, one of the conditions of the deal we worked out with the U of M to gain buy-in on the proposal and with the mayor and mayor elect was that the U of M would manage the Liberty Bowl and take that liability off the city's books. If that doesn't occur due to the city council, <clears throat> believing there's some value add in having a say on their board, which I'm not convinced there is further gone on to say. Um, our challenge gift was also designed to artfully help get the situation unstuck with regard to the FedEx Forum upgrades, too, as I'm quite fearful that we may stand to lose our NBA franchise to another city if we do not use the state money to fully fund that project, Smith said, meaning if you don't use the state money to, to fully fund, uh, the, 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 the $50 million helps them use more state money to fully fund the Grizzlies. And then he goes on to say, if that eventuality comes to pass, I believe it sets our city on what I call the darkest timeline. The loss of the Grizzlies would further gut our downtown as we navigate the post-pandemic reset with far fewer people working out of their offices and crime and lawlessness seemingly running rampant. He went on to call it a doomsday scenario. The alternative is what my father and I are hoping to accomplish and unlock with this $50 million challenge gift, of course. That being that we are f- able to fully fund both projects, thereby avoiding this doomsday scenario. My hope is that the powers that will be continue to set this overarching deal in motion. Guess we'll see. So that is, uh, that is Richard Smith um, on, uh, on all of this. Now, my suspicion is that, you know, Richard weighed in um, as he did in advance of this meeting <clears throat> because he simply wants to make the stakes clear, right? Don't you think? It's, yes, 100%. It seems, listen, you all F with this, and the whole thing will collapse, and by the way, the Grizzlies could leave town. Yep. And that will be on your conscience. Or maybe maybe not, depending on the nature of your conscience. And my further suspicion is, um, is that is that that will be enough to make sure this gets through today. Right? Don't you think? Likely? I suspect that is the case. I feel like if, if there was legitimate opposition, it would be really more than what seems to be one person's crusade. Uh, I think he'll probably have more with him. He has allies on the city council. The city council is not my area of expertise. We'll have Sam on the radio show tomorrow to talk about all of this after it happens. Um, my suspicion is... Typically, um, the the Smith family is sufficiently important to this city and honestly smart that they usually, when they're in favor of something, it usually happens. Not always, but when they're in favor of something, it usually happens. And thank God for that. And so my suspicion is, is that this will all pass Um, and and that, the, the the idea will be trans and that the stadium will be transferred today and that will be a good thing but I did want you to be aware the committee meeting starts at 10 30 if anything happens immediately at that point I will certainly update you as the show goes on broadly speaking I do understand by the way J.B. Smiley's pushback right like just from a philosophical perspective um, if it's a public facility, he's like, why are we giving this away? Right? Like, I understand that. And if we're giving it away, how about we have some say in how it's run and all of that? Like, from a philosophical perspective, um, you know, I object to privatizing schools. I object to privatizing jails. I object to, like, I object to, so I sort of understand um, the objection. But here's the reality in the city of Memphis. The stuff that's really great Or a lot of the stuff that's really great tends to not be public stuff, you know? Like, look at Shelby Farms, right? Shelby Farms is really great. Yeah. And what happened, had to happen for it to be really great, was it was turned over, a public land, turned over to a conservancy that can run it as it saw fit. Why? Oh, I mean, and, and you know, it, it, some will say, oh, that's, this, is ter- this is a terrible phenomenon because in the end, it's just the rich and powerful people who run it, right? There were a lot of people when the Shelby Farms thing happened who said, it'll just be the, the rich white people out there just making a playground for themselves. Have you walked around that lake lately? If you walk around that lake lately, I don't think there is a better representation of the diversity of Memphis than when you walk around that lake. It's fantastic. Shelby Farms is fantastic. You know what else is great? Overton Park. Mm -hmm. The golf course at Overton Park. Like, they turned Overton Park from a place that was in descent, I think we can say, right? Yes. To a place that's a freaking jewel. Why? Because what they did, the city has a lot to do. (laughs) Like The city has a lot to keep up, which, by the way, doesn't always keep up. So if you actually hand something over to a private group that is... Invested, deeply invested, deeply invested in making sure something is first class is much more likely to be first class. I do have some questions about this, the financial, um, the financial implications of this for the University of Memphis. There's a reason that many in city government are gleeful about getting the Liberty Bowl off the hands of the city government because it's expensive it's expensive to run. It's expensive to keep up. And by the way, also do a crappy job of it. I mean, that, it's funny listening to the Iowa State fans. For the Iowa State fans that I have, uh, you know, you go on the message boards and you read about the reactions. A lot of them actually are happy to come to Memphis. They're, they remember what a great party it was in Memphis. They remember all that. And invariably say, and the stadium's a dump. Mm-hmm. So if it is turned over to the University of Memphis, they will have every incentive to make sure it is who, is... who will be more motivated to make sure it is first class than the people who play in it? Nobody. Well, And the people that are trying to move trying, up in the new to world. Move up in new, that's exactly right. And the people who are trying to move into a different conference. So, um, anyway, uh, the, the other part of all this is that, and it's interesting that Richard, you know, he's connecting the Liberty Bowl to the Grizzlies, and then he's connecting the Grizzlies to downtown. And I think that is a, in, is a key part of this, that right now, given everything that has happened downtown, given the way that people feel about getting their windows smashed downtown, given whatever else it is downtown, I think there is increasing recognition <clears throat> that the Grizzlies are a huge part. Richard Smith has mentioned this several times now. He mentioned it again this morning. A huge part of revitalizing downtown and, um, and, and bringing people back. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? A part, we, we talk about if the Grizzlies left the city, like generally speaking, right? What it would do for the morale of Memphians everywhere. Can you imagine what it would do for downtown? Like if that, like it would just be a freaking disaster. So, um, and obviously a new building, a new revitalized building um, will help uh, as downtown is clearly struggling. Not, not, as severely as it was in the wake of the MLK assassination, but downtown is clearly going through some difficult times. So anyway, all of that happened. I didn't expect to be talking about that, but Sam is now you know, breaking stories left and right on it. You can keep up with him over at the Daily Memphian. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.